Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Question one rates the poem's perfection. Question two rates its importance. And once these questions have been answered, determining the poem's greatness becomes a relatively simple matter. If the poem's score for perfection is plotted on the horizontal of a graph... Mr. Keating, they made everybody sign it. You gotta believe me, it's true. I do believe you, Tom. Leave, Mr. Keating. But it wasn't his fault. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. One more outburst from you or anyone else, and you're out of this school. Leave, Mr. Keating. I said leave, Mr. Keating. Captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down. This is your final warning, Anderson. How dare you? You hear me? Oh, Captain, my captain. Mr. Overstreet, I warn you. Sit down. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And uh, this week we're going to start off on a really, really pisser note. Mm. Um, sadly, well, this we're recording this on Monday, so the story literally just broke a few hours ago. Um, 
so by the time it's actually released, we'll probably have more news as to, to what happened. But um, sad to report uh, the passing of uh, cinematic and comedic legend Robin Williams. Uh, he was found dead in his home in Marin County uh, Monday, early Monday morning. And uh, they announced it later in the afternoon on Monday. And uh, uh, it was one of those that when you heard it, you didn't want to believe it. You prayed that it was it was a hoax because that's what I thought. I go, oh, it yeah. has to be a hoax. This has to be a full on hoax. But then it wasn't. And because for me it was, uh, I was like, I you know got the show notes stuff done, and I was you know late. I was kicking back, and then my brother comes into my room, and he knows I'm a huge Robin Williams fan, and he was like, he's like, um, I, I think the news just like he didn't know how to process it. And he's like. I think the news just said Robin Williams died. I was like, what? I was just on Twitter. You know, Twitter and that shit blows up when something like that happens. And it was Variety. Variety was the first one that said, uh, you know, breaking. Uh, Robin Williams uh, died from possible asphyxiation. uh, Ruled probable suicide. Um, And this is one of those that hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't... You see a lot of celebrity, you know, not a lot of celebrity deaths, but you see celebrity deaths every once in a while. Damn, that sucks, you know. But like Robin Williams, man, I mean, it's, he's he's a big deal. Yeah, and I and I and a lot of the people you're my age, you know, grew up watching him. Yeah. You know, yeah, and depending on how old you are, you know, from Mork and Mindy, through you know Popeye, through Miss Doubtfire, Goodwill Hunting, Aladdin, fucking Disney, you know, and uh. Which actually, I just I posted on our Lazy Geeks Facebook page, uh, Bob Iger's note about Robin Williams uh, for Disney, which was actually was sweet, it was short, but it was it was pretty sweet. I mean, what can you say though? Right. Um, but uh, like this for me, this this is is a huge impact on me because, like, <laughs> I mean, I was like eight or nine years old and I was watching. This is gonna this is dates me. And uh, I would watch like Robin um, Robin Williams on um, on Mork and Mindy, but like eight or nine, I'm watching. I'm like I, <laughs> like I would get the chance to like rent his videos and like watch his stand up, and like eight or nine, and I'm hearing him talking about pot, cocaine, and masturbation jokes and all of this stuff, you know, and uh, and it really just kind of like stunned me, like going, wow, this guy is crazy, and then seeing him in movies and seeing kind of always being entertained by him and and so like you know his passing really really affects me like it's just like i think um who was it uh uh seth uh seth mcfarland said on his uh twitter page the world got a little less funny today yeah definitely i mean date me a little bit when i was nine uh, and it's kind of it's kind of funny because you were nine, you were, first saw him. When I was nine, I first saw him, but I saw him in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, and after that, it was like he's he's a must see, you know. Especially because yeah. I was I I'm a little younger than, than Steve, so when you know like Hook came out and yeah. and uh, and stuff like that, I was little, you know, I was right. young, so I was like, fuck, this, this dude's the shit, you know. Like I was all about it, you know. And and um, then I, later on, I saw the standups and and all that, but. Um, he's just a legend, man. Like yeah. he, he was, he was perfect on the screen. Oh yeah, and the, one of the things, and, and Adam and I were talking about this before the podcast, was if you've ever seen 
the Robert Alton version of Popeye. It's available on Netflix right now. The movie itself is weird and kind of like, whoa. But Robin Williams is spot on as Popeye. He's like, it's, it, it's, it's, when you look at him, you're like, that's what you expect Popeye to be. That's one of those movies that it is so close to the fucking cartoon yeah. <laughs> that it's just weird. It looks like an acid trip. <laughs> but yeah, his 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 uh his his um depiction of the character was fucking perfect. Oh yeah, I mean just you know, the way even the way he talks, you know, and it just mm-hmm. they uh I was reading the trivia on that too cuz like I was watching it on Netflix so I was, I was on IMDb, which I do, you know. And yeah. uh, I'm reading through the trivia, and they said that they literally had to re-record all of Robin Williams' lines because he was doing it as the character that the mic couldn't he couldn't quite enunciate as clearly mm-hmm. uh, for the mics on set in order for uh, for his for his depiction of it. And, yeah, because Popeye the character barely enunciates anything. Right, exactly. He's a fucking sailor, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. And then we were talking about the birdcage. Which, That's an awesome movie. Yeah, which is it's funny too because you're seeing him and you're like, wow, he's kind of playing the straight guy to Nathan Lane, which is a pun in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of those movies that when I first saw it, I didn't get it because I was I was I was pretty young. I think it came out in like '96, yeah. um, and it was like the first. I was telling Steve, it was, it was the, my first introduction to um, homosexuality. Um, as a confused child, I was like, why? Why are they acting and, like and they're meaning together? And confused, not in like sexuality terms. No, 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 not like that. I like chicks. I'm just saying, um, you know. And, and well, there was a time at college, but you know. <laughs> of course, I uh, I live in a very open and um, progressive household, so it was explained to me in a proper way. But uh, that was a pretty. I always remember that movie for being kind of influential in that way, even if, as corny as it sounds. But it was it was something that it, it introduced me to a human concept yeah. a very important one that i i didn't know about you know I'm, you, when you're little you don't fucking notice that shit you know oh yeah and, but uh yeah and that was before it was you know it's rammed down your throat every fuck no pun intended uh every <laughs> every fucking day when you turn on the t because now i mean it's so open and out there you just see it all the time back then in the 90s man they didn't talk about that shit all the time but then the you 90s know. is kind of like in the 90s is like when he reigned supreme like he would see yeah. Like the Birdcage, Patch Adams, uh, he did the uh, Jumanji, you know, mm. um, and uh, which is which is a favorite to a lot of people. And then of course Aladdin. I mean, Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. It is to me too. Yeah. It's like my ultimate favorite Disney movie. And just that picture, if you've seen online, you know the picture of the genie hugging Aladdin. It's it's, people are using that um, to say, like, you know. Or now they have the they have the one. that's like, I'm gonna miss you, genie. I'm yeah. Wow, oh, it's fucking too much. I can't even see it, dude. I know. I look at that. I'm like, oh. And I know to me too, because it's like that. Because and 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 I think that's why it hits like you and me and people like that so hard is because it is part of our childhood. He Listen. he made us laugh during our childhood, and for a lot of people, got you know watching his performances actually got a lot of people through dark times oh definitely i mean i mean it's it's something that i had a, a short conversation with somebody today on uh, facebook um where and there's always these people right you know so my facebook is all over the place all my friends that's all i'm seeing is pictures of rob of rob williams and um rightfully so and one person says so sad you know this and that and someone right after that goes yeah but when you know soldiers die every day nobody cares oh, God. it's always that person you yeah. know 
And um, I posted real quick. I said, you know, I'm not trying to take away from Soldier's Dying, but a pop culture icon is important because he influences the general consciousness of a society. You know, the arts shouldn't be ignored because something else is happening. Right. You know, and, and I said, and I actually, I said, speaking of the arts, if you want a perfect quote from a movie that explains why that happens, why people don't really notice when soldiers die, it's, I, I put a video of the, uh, the Joker speech to, um, to uh, Two-Face when he, he uh, said, you know, if a, if a soldier dies, nobody cares, you know, right. the whole all part of the plan speech because it's, it's poetic and it's perfect. Right. Um, and, you know, my friend was like, Jesus, that puts it in perspective. I'm like, well, that's what I'm here for, buddy. Um, but <laughs> it's the uh, Joker's here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it's just it, it pains me sometimes, you know. Now, I get it if we're caring too much about what fucking uh, Lindsay Lohan had for lunch. You know, that, that's stupid shit. Right. But, I mean, you know, when someone, somebody like that died in, in the arts, you know, I think a lot of people forget that film is an art form, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, a passing of that, you're, you're losing part of human culture yeah. at that point. And it's it's hard. It's not good. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know? and you gotta also remember too. He's we're at he he's sixty. He was sixty three, and at that particular point, he has spawned a generation of comics. Like there are comics that like, oh my god, I he's what inspired me to go oh, out yeah. there. You know, you'll like if you go on Instagram and you see like Chris D'Elia, Whitney Cummings, a lot of the comedians out there uh, uh, putting out something about him, saying Christopher Titus put a blog on his Facebook page saying that he got to meet him once. And he goes, I'm a, he goes, you know, and I listened to his album like over and over and over again. He goes, and then in the, like, when he's early starting, he's traveling to uh, some uh, festival up in um, Northern California and he's sitting next to Robin Williams. He goes, and I'm going a mile a minute telling him how big of a fan I was. He goes, and Robin Williams turned to me and said like, calm down, man. I'm just like you. And uh, it was, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. it's it's. Um, I think. I don't even know what I fucking think. <laughs> I, I I just. It's just a big deal. Like it, it was hard today. I mean, yeah. we've had we've had quite a few celebrity deaths the last yeah. couple of months, you know, and, and and some of it was like our childhood people that we liked. But this was this was something different. You know, a lot of us grew up with it, and I think because he he touched on so many different areas of our pop culture. Yeah. You know, especially when you have the kids that grew up on watching the Disney movies and knowing Robin Williams was, you know. Oh no, my kids! My kids found out today, and and they knew right away. And they've said the genie, of course. You yeah, know. of course. Um, and and they were they were a little saddened by. It. They're little kids; they're not going to dwell on it. But they um, they were you know every the whole house. I mean, my wife once that's the only celebrity my wife ever met. She was working at Party City in California, and he came in, and he was screwing around with some of the toys in the back or whatever <laughs> and she said uh you know i'm a huge fan and she gave he gave her super nice gave her an autograph and everything. of course her manager took it and <sighs> said you're on the clock you're uh-huh. a fucking dickhead what a dick. um but she said that he was just like a normal guy you know and that that was the late 90s he's a big yeah. deal yeah you know, he could have he could have easily been in there and go fuck off yeah exactly. Know, but uh but uh he will be he'll definitely be missed and yeah. you know um, I was before the podcast. They were showing a picture on BuzzFeed saying that the bench that he did that uh, that uh, scene with Matt Damon on Goodwill Hunting is turning into a, a memorial. Uh, people are writing in chalk on there. You know, I had to go see about a girl, and you know, your move now, Chief. 
And uh, so, and it's it's weird too because like I just saw that movie last week and just thinking, damn, he's so good in that movie. <laughs> uh, that that was the first movie that came out where it came out, and then everyone in Arizona was like making fun of my accent. Oh right. Because of that movie, you know. <laughs> oh, is that how Boston is? Is that how it is? I'm like, yep. There's just a bunch of super geniuses that clean floors and they, <laughs> you know, they fucking go to bars and try to pick up chicks. And it's weird. Yeah. So spot on. <laughs> Can't tell you. It was like my life. It's my life right there. <laughs> Every time a movie comes out that is centered around my hometown, it reminds me of how ignorant people can be. <laughs> like quickly, you know. Like it's like you know, guys. I didn't see Raising Arizona. And then suddenly think everyone was stealing babies. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like, we need to settle down. Was it the the town? Yeah, the town. That was another one. Departed. Yeah. Um, all the mob I movies. I love the Departed though. Oh, it's a perfect movie, yeah. and honestly, very accurate if yeah. for that particular lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but you, I'm the guy who does this job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> Wahlberg you, is the shit in that movie. You had, you had two accents, didn't you? You motherfucker, you had two accents. <laughs> you know what? That one was spot on because there were kids. I remember because I grew up in Southie. And fucking, there were kids that their their mother or their father would live up in the Cape or something like upper crust. Right. And, and you would see them on the phone talking to dad and they would be like speaking like John F. Kennedy. Right, right. Or speaking like a like – a, West Coast, like normal generic English, right. and um, and then they'd come to Southie and they start talking uh, like me. I'm gonna come to see you this weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then as soon as they come to Southie, they're fucking, um, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Faking <laughs> shit. Pick a side, ass. What's the matter? Pull my back. Humping, uh, humping your mother last night. Do <laughs> <laughs> this. The the dynamic between fucking Alec Baldwin and Mark Wahlberg was. It's amazing in that movie. I love that movie. I love Alec Baldwin, everything he's in. I swear oh, to God. Man. So, on a lighter note, I finally started playing Sleeping Dogs. Um, and uh, it, <laughs> it's, it, it's not the smoothest game in the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little glitchy in certain areas, but what video games aren't. And, mm. um, but uh, it, it's, actually pretty, it's actually pretty cool because, you know, you're... It, you're undercover cop going in to try to infiltrate a triad in your old hometown and you know it's a lot of the voice actors i mean you got like kelly who and um uh, lucy Liu in there a lot of uh famous uh james hong who's old um old school actor he was in like uh uh, i'm trying to think uh the golden child and uh uh big trouble little china and uh, there's a lot of a lot of great voice actors in there. It's actually a pretty pretty cool game, pretty fun. I mean, it's really much. It's pretty much. <laughs> I think I, I described it to Heather as it's GTA meets Triads meets South Korea. It's pretty much it. Um, but it's it's a fun game. I mean, it was. Uh, you got to be careful though. Like you do lose your health quickly. Really? Yeah, you gotta be very careful. I mean, you're taking on six guys, and I've died like eighty times. Well, aren't you supposed to be kind of stealthy about shit? Like you're supposed to hide behind stuff and then hack into fucking. Mm-mm. No. Because I saw that in a gameplay once that he was behind a box, and no one knew he was there, and he was hacking into the security system and making the alarm go off on the left, and then everybody would move. Oh, that's part a part aspect. There's another one where you're just chasing people down, 
And like in this particular one I am, this guy is uh, causing shit. So he's trying to rough him up, but he ends up on a foot chase. But the cool thing is, is you can utilize the stuff around you. Like you can take one of the guys and then slam his head into the fan of, a, of, an, eight, of an air conditioner. You know, and it's just like, yeah. you know, splits his head up and, you know, throws him into a power box and all sorts of cool stuff like that. But, you, yeah, you do have to kind of watch your health. You do get money, so then you can, like, when you're running through the market, you can stop and get, like, noodles and stuff like that, which re- regains your health, food, drink, stuff like that. So it's 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 pretty cool. I enjoy it so far. Um, and it's just the, the controller, the, the controllers are a little, a little weird because sometimes some of the... Like I've been trying to use the 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 triangle button on the PlayStation Three to counter move, but it doesn't always work, and I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing pisses me off more than inconsistent controllers. I fucking hate that you press a button and nothing happens. Yeah. You, the worst thing about that is, is no one will believe you. I know. The fucking was... controller wasn't working. Sure, it wasn't. Dude. Yeah. Sure. 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 That excuse is as old as the NES, buddy. <laughs> but uh, it's actually it's actually pretty fun. I've been enjoying it. Um, so yeah, it, so it's, it's kind of been cool too. Cause like I'm sitting down actually playing a fucking video game. It's like been nice. Yeah. I need to check that game. I haven't really been gaming. I just don't have the money to buy all these fucking games. It's on Damn the PC. It. Yeah, I know, but I still got to buy it. Yeah, but you probably get a good little humble, humble bundle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Watch dogs being humble, humble bundle. <laughs> Or sleeping dogs, sorry. <laughs> Watchdogs might be. Yeah, watch. <laughs> yeah, watchdogs might. <laughs> oh, all right, so we all know that I'm fucking amazing. Okay, I just want to mention that right now. Um, I had a laptop in my uh, hashtag brag not brag. <laughs> right. Hashtag sorry not sorry. All right. Um, I had a uh, laptop, old laptop. Okay, we're talking. 19 or 19 jesus uh 2005 um 1984 (laughs) it's a commodore i just fucking duct taped a screen to no uh it's it's an e-machine oh Um, i had one of those back in the days yeah it's it 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 was like the pc version of an imac (laughs) yeah it's really not that great it's a uh single core single core um, AMD processor, not even an Intel, AMD processor uh, running at 1.6 gigahertz, has a gig of RAM. <laughs> oh, it has <laughs> a gig. That's, that's yeah. an upscale one. So my first one had 212. <laughs> well, 512. I, I, put the, I put the gig of RAM in there, but ah, okay. the, the maximum the board will support is a gig of RAM. It's not even a 64-bit uh, processor. So <laughs> I, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like fuck this. I'm going to see what I can do with it. What's wrong with it? It's been sitting in my closet. It was my, my mom's um, old laptop and I never let people throw their computers away. So I was supposed to recycle it and I forgot. So I, cr- I crack it open and I'm like, uh, what's missing? There's no hard drive. Okay. So I go back to my closet of my closet of infinite fucking it's like I have the TARDIS of fucking computer junk. Like I just reach in there and shit's in there. So I pull a laptop hard drive out. And um, I plugged that in. Okay, good. Um, I'm like, all right, so now we got to do checks and see what's wrong with it because there's got to be something wrong with it. Right. My mom, was, I remember my mom was like, doesn't work anymore. It just freezes and stops working. I'm like, okay. So I put uh, a bootable Linux diagnostic uh-huh. thing and fucking found out the RAM stick was bad. So I'm like, okay. 
it was a 256 in there, I think. <laughs> and I took that out and I found out the Max could take a gig. I had a gig stick for it, popped that in. Perfectly fine. Installed installed a like a low key, like low resource Linux on there. I was playing Minecraft in it in an hour. Fucking super <laughs> pimp. So now I have a laptop. Not a great laptop, but I have a laptop. Battery works fine. Everything's <laughs> legit. I went over to my mom's house with it and folded it out. She goes, isn't that my old laptop? I'm like, yep. She goes, didn't you say that was broken? I said, yep. She's like, what did you do? I was like, I fixed it. And she starts giving me shit. She's like, oh, you couldn't fix it back when I was broken with mine, though. You just kept it for yourself. I said, first of all, that was 11 years ago or like nine years ago or something. I said, and second of all, I didn't have the means. I told you you had to buy things, and you said no. I'll just go buy another computer. So First off, watch your tone. First off? <laughs> Check the fucking tone at the door. I would never say that to my mother. I mean, get my ass kicked. We'd be doing this podcast from your hospital room. You'd be speaking yeah. to a tube. You would constantly hear beep, <laughs> beep the whole time. And maybe a beep. You'd be talking like Stephen <laughs> Hawking. <laughs> I am Adam Riley. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, it was funny because I've been uh, I, I've been playing with uh, HBO Go. I have that installed on my PS3 now. So I've been watching like uh, a lot of the old episodes of like John Oliver's, you know, this week's news tonight. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was catching one of the old, uh, one of the past episodes, and it was talking about the uh, U.S. nuclear system. And then he's like, "Yes, uh, they're showing a broadcast, and they go, yeah, they use floppy disks to manage the nuclear arsenal and the silos.'" <laughs> oh, I heard about this. Yeah, it's like it's not the three inch; it's like the you know, like the eight inch. You know, it's it's like huge. It's like the size of a page, and he goes. And he's like, I, that can't even run Oregon Trail anymore. I'm sure, as opposed to like running a missile silo, and uh, it was just it was ridiculous. That just like watching how old the technology is in our missile fucking silos. <laughs> <laughs> and like 16 people got uh, were uh, fired because they were text the answers to a monthly um, exam that they're supposed to take, and he's like. He goes, for texting, these answers should be should not be able to be answered with emojis. <laughs> More importantly, they should know the answers. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That shit's funny, though. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you think it's time we get into some news? Probably. Yeah. At some point, we should. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So in movie news... For those of you that were ready for a Marvel and DC showdown in May in May of 2015, your hopes were undoubtedly dashed when the word came out that on Wednesday that DC blinked and moved their Batman versus or Batman v Superman the court case, uh, Dawn of Justice, to March 25, 2016. I can almost guarantee you the decision was reinforced by the popularity of Guardians of the Galaxy, which beat Captain America: The Winter Soldier this year in ticket sales. Uh, but forget all the fandom for one moment. But anyone with a rational mind knew that someone was going to blink. Marvel had no need to. Their movies were performing better and better with each go-around. And with the popularity growing of Captain America, it makes sense that you would have, you know, that you would have to be leery going up against a sure thing with the biggest, with the your biggest experiment today. And we even discussed this on a previous podcast about that it was almost certain that Warner Brothers was not going to gamble their franchise starter going up against something already successful. Not to mention Marvel had already claimed the date before Warner Brothers decided to do something stupid. So with all the commentary aside, 
Warner Brothers released a slate of new release dates, but with no official movie titles slated for those dates. Out of the 11 release dates announced, nine were DC Entertainment. So you have Batman versus Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice on March 25th, 2016. You have an untitled DC film on August 5th, 2016. Another untitled DC film in June 23rd, 2017. Another one in 11 17 17. Another one 3 23 18. Another one 7 27 18. And then a w, uh, WB event film, which people have been rumoring is going to be the new uh, that new Harry Potter, not Harry Potter movie, but the the new book that uh, Rowling's is doing on 11, 16, 18, which kind of makes sense because it's in November and that's usually when all the Harry Potter stuff was always released. Yeah. Um, then again, with the DC stuff, 4, 5, 19, 6, 14, 19, it's like two months apart. Uh, then you have 4, 3, 20 and 6, 19, 20. And then the third, un, uh, the third untitled uh, WB event on 11-2020. Now, as for any uh, further run-ins with Marvel, um, as for any further further run-ins with Marvel's release dates, Warner Brother has all but cleared themselves of making the same mistake twice. Marvel has re- recently announced five of the new dates during the San Diego Comic Con, but did not make, uh, but it didn't make a difference to me because there was no movie announcement attached to them. <laughs> yeah, the only reason this is the only reason this is even news is because that this is the first official statement that we've had from Warner Brothers about the quote-unquote mystery listing that was released back in June and was corroborated by Kevin Smith as this list he quote-unquote has seen. While I am curious about the DC movies, what are the WB event um, film dates about? Uh, It has me more curious, but at the same time, it doesn't have me excited for anything because it's like, okay, that's fine, but when are you going to give me something give me give me a reason yeah you can sit there and go they're going to release nine dc movies it doesn't matter because if they're going to do plastic man and hawk man i don't (laughs) give a shit (laughs) you know (laughs) plastic man what are we doing i mean come on hey hawkman's actually kind of dope don't don't hate on Hawkman. come Come on on. come on a movie a solo movie six seasons in a movie for fucking hawk man uh, damn it oh jesus christ i mean martian manhunter i'll get behind but you know well it's martian manhunter is a shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah, but yeah like you said this during the podcast you know dc announcing i said these, nothing don't <laughs> these phantom <laughs> these phantom release dates they're not yeah. marvel they're not marvel we know what Marvel's up to. That's the thing. Well, it's like, okay, you give me these release dates, movie one, movie two, whatever. I'm like, look, DC, Warner Brothers, let's have a chat, okay? <laughs> Not even Marvel does this. Like, they'll do it for like a month. Yeah. They'll say there's a movie coming out at this time. And you're like, what is it? And then you find out. Right. You're not in a position because no one's going to fucking care because the Marvel's so big right now. That they're gonna be like, oh, cool. That great. I'm happy that you're having movies come out, and then just move on. They don't give a shit. Right. Just tell me these are all the movies we play. You could fucking change it 18 times. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just get people pumped for the fucking shit that's coming out. Just tell everybody when the Justice League movie's coming out. That's all please. That's that's it. That's all they want. Please. <laughs> God damn it! Just tell us. <laughs> tell me what you know. 
Pucka, pucka, pucka. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Pucka, pucka, pucka. Oh, but no, but, but to just add on to, to Adam's point, it's true. I mean, it's cool that they're releasing that. Like, you can get, like, ooh, cool, nine DC movies. That's all fine and dandy. But tell me what it is. Don't let this, you know, it's like, it's basically, you're, you're giving me blue balls here. It's like, you know, it's the person that... And it hurts, man. And it hurts. It's like where you're giving the jerk, like you're getting people excited, and then it's like, oh, wait, you're getting close? No, I'm going to stop now. Oh, I got to go answer the phone. I got to text my mom. It's like, what are you doing? What the just, fuck? Texting me? You took me out of it for a second. <laughs> it's like, just finish. Just finish. And, and, you know, it'll all it'll all be good because the more you build the excitement of like, oh, fuck, we're going to have this, and we're going to have a Wonder Woman movie, and we're going to have, you know, these type of movies, awesome. Give me let give me that. Don't leave me in this like, well, she has a great personality kind of mode. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That was so perfect, really. I mean it, it's the only way I can describe it. It's like you're going on a blonde date, no picture, no nothing. She has a great personality. It's like <laughs> they're gonna release them that way. If you wanna see what this movie is, come to the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We won't even be a poster out front. They'll just say DC Movie 1. <laughs> I mean, they'll eventually say it, and I am curious, you know, but it's... See, the thing is, is like, DC, we know more about what Mar- Marvel's doing, like what movies they're coming out with, and they have it all organized and shit, because the Disney owns it. Let's, let's keep it honest, dude. <laughs> Disney don't fuck around. So Disney probably goes to Marvel, and like, okay, we own you now, so we need a complete schedule. Yeah. Right now. If, if they could have, like, if... When they bought Marvel, if they go, can you give us a release date of like the next movies for the next ten years? You know, but we, but Marvel has already done this where they've already announced that like you're gonna, we're gonna have two movies a year, which is perfect. Two movies a year. One's gonna be a sequel. One's gonna be a new. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's gonna be pretty awesome because you're gonna have Ant Man, Doctor Strange, you know, and then you, they're already there's already talk about somebody being uh, looked at for um, Black Panther. Marvel's bringing in random characters into the universe too, like in in uh, spoilers. By the way, I don't really care. Um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, you had obviously Howard at the end, right? And you had um, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Adam Warlock, right? His cocoon was there, right? Like, come on, dude, there's some shit going on. Yeah, you know, so it's like it's it's pretty interesting to see what's going on. And the talk about Guardians and Avengers crossover, it's like. <laughs> Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> it's give us something to like fantasize about. You know, Kevin Big's talking about everything. You I guys know. aren't saying shit. Because you're sitting on your fucking hands. Think you're so fucking smug, don't you? Oh my, see, you pissed the dog off. Yeah, you pissed the dog off. Jesus God. Christ. Come on, DC. <laughs> Super professional, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> Well, it's better right. than hearing the, the police cars and the, the fire. Every cars. podcast, there's a police siren. It's on his end, guys. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. I live in L.A., but that should say enough there. Ugh. All right. All right. What, what, do you, uh, what do you got? <laughs> Why not to have Pence and expose? That's what I have. <laughs> we actually had to talk about that yesterday. Oh, the yeah? Wife, the wife and I, like, why don't we have any pets? Because like, we have fucking children. There you go. Put a collar on them, and there you go. <laughs> I've never, I've never been much of a pet person. Um, I've never been much of a take care of other things person. <laughs> you barely take care of yourself. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So if there is one constant in the world of comic books, it's Aquaman jokes. Uh, for years, the character has brought to life was brought to life in the books as a silly character. Well, this is my opinion. I'm sure most will agree. Fast forward to the modern age of comics, and DC is trying to reimage the character into what he actually should have been from the start, a warrior king that commands the oceans. Uh, recently, <laughs> yeah, recently, recently, director of the upcoming Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, Zack Snyder, uh, made a call to a local Detroit radio station where Aquaman was being made fun of by the talent. Um, Snyder came to the defense of the Atlantean, saying, you guys were disparaging a little bit Aquaman. That quote doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, it's just, it's worded weird, but it's yeah. Zack Snyder, so he probably made up his own language as he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he could do whatever he wants. Um, Snyder, a fan the of... The veracity comp- of your, of your <laughs> conclusion is a theor- theoretical improbability. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Snyder, a fan of comics himself, should be very invested in uh, Aquaman's image due to his involvement in all things Justice League. It was time to put a few things to rest and set the record straight. He says, "I don't want to give anything away about the movie or anything like that, but Aquaman has some cool abilities." People are like, "Oh, what? Does he talk to animals? Because that seems like what he does." Or fish. He continues. The cool thing with Aquaman is he has this, his trident. You have to realize that could cut the flesh of Superman if they came in contact. That's a thing that's in canon. Although, He's dude, su- dude it, in Injustice in the video game, he's a fucking master with that trident, dude. You don't fuck around, dude. I'm no. telling you. He's, su- he's super strong because, of course, he can exist at those super deep depths. So when he comes up here, he's crazy strong. Anyway, not so- this this quote seems kind of weird because he's just con- he's having a conversation. He's not giving an official himself. <laughs> uh, anyway, not to say he's in my movie or anything like that, but he has the potential to be badass. That's all I'm saying. Um, and if you go to lazygeese.com and find this article, I have a link to the actual radio call, uh, so you can hear it, and not hear us fucking laugh over it. Um, well, there is no confirmation that Aquaman would be You know, be making... what they didn't publish was the fact that Zack Snyder was wearing the Aquaman wig. <laughs> and he was wearing the cheesy one, too. <laughs> yeah, of course. While there is no confirmation that Aquaman would be making an appearance in the upcoming Batman vs. Superman film, it's safe to say he's going to show up eventually. Aquaman being one of the founding members of the Justice League in the first place, will eventually see what he's all about soon enough. I can almost guarantee that he won't be a hippie who can just talk to fish. Hey, man. You guys want to go and uh, give me a ride back to my lair? <laughs> Aquaman jokes are easy, it's, but honestly, he's a badass I, character. It's like, like you hear it like in the Big Bang Theory. It's like, of course, I'm always Aquaman. I'm the I'm the Aquaman of the group, you know. <laughs> but it is easy. It, the the problem with it, and this is I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about the whole reason that he's lame is because of the Super Friends, the cartoon. Yeah, that's what it was. He was lame as fuck in Super Friends. Exactly. And I was I was thinking about the other and I was like, where when did he become ultra lame? Like when and then I thought about it and I go, well, the Super Friends cuz they were all pretty lame, but you know, it's like But he was extra but, lame. Yeah, he was extra lame. And and the the generation that grew up on that, you, me, and everybody that it's like God, fuck you. Did... I didn't I didn't grow up on Super Friends, man. I grew up on Justice League Unlimited. I could suck it. 
fucking Justice. He was a badass in those. That's why I sit there and old like people who are slightly older than me. They'll be like, "Oh, fucking Aquaman." I'm like, well, "I don't fucking get it. What's wrong with Aquaman? It's fucking badass." But it's like you 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 see that and you're but yeah, of course when you read the when you you know you read the comics, especially in the New Fifty Two. You know, he, he's an ultimate badass, but, you know, it's easy to make the Aquaman jokes. Like, you know, it's easy to yeah. say, like, oh, yeah, you know, Zack Snyder was sitting there with the the really cheesy Aquaman wig and the little uh, <laughs> cocktail fork that you use. and go, this is my trident, motherfucker. I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, man. All right. Uh, time to move into video game news. <laughs> earlier, uh, earlier last week, uh, Amazon released a pre-order page uh, for the unannounced Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition for uh, release this fall. While there had been no official announcement by Square Enix, it was thought that to be a mistake by Amazon, which had a similar one back in the UK back in June. Well, we knew that if Amazon had announced it, then it, we would see an official announcement in the coming days, and it finally happened. Square Enix on Friday officially announced the Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition for uh, October 10th. The remastered game will be coming to PC, P PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. When the game was originally released back in 2012 along with the reboot, uh, rebooted uh, Tomb Raider, Enix themselves considered Sleeping Dogs to be a decent seller, but not a blockbuster they were hoping for. Well, the game will run at 1080p and will show off, quote, upgraded ambience and visuals of Hong Kong. As previously mentioned, it'll include the 24 DLC packs and item collection to uh, campaign expansions like Nightmare in North Point and The Year of the Snake. Square Enix released a couple of screenshots of the game, including uh, the one above on the LazyGeeks.com. Uh, Lazy uh, one thing remains unknown about is the amount of improvements to the PC version. Because when the game was released in the PC, they released a, uh, which was well-received, a HD texture pack. So it already had an improved version of the game over the consoles. So it's unclear of how much an improvement it'll be for the PC gamers. The game is slated for release in North America on October 14th, while Europe will be able to access the game on October 10th. It is weird that's the first time that Europe gets something before we do. Uh, that's fucking bullshit, it. man. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, start, it's starting to happen a little bit more lately. <laughs> America, <laughs> fuck <Okay>. yeah, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Speaking of games, because <laughs> we're in the game section of the podcast. Um, <laughs> not too long ago, uh, we reported that Diablo Three Ultimate Evil Edition uh, didn't quite make it to 1080p on the Xbox One and ran instead at 900p. By the way. I, it's, it's exactly right. I, I remember when there was a time where there was only 720 at 1080. Yeah. And now there's like in between numbers. Well, it's not it's quite fine. 1080, but you know it's close Literally, enough. It, you might as well just drop it to 720. Quit fucking around. I know. Like if you can't make it to 1080, man, dude, it's like, it's like go for broke or go home. It's like we tried. Right. Jesus. <laughs> While this was a bit embarrassing for Microsoft, Blizzard wasn't too happy about it either. It seems Blizzard was able to fix the problem and bring the game to a full 1080p after all. It's a Blizzard, dude. Blizzard don't fuck around, dude. That's the thing is like people are like, oh, Blizzard fucking sucks because they always push back release dates and, and they're they're always shady about what's going to come out. It's like because they only release shit when they think it's perfect. Right. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They don't release you a beta game where it's going to be all glitchy and shit. Every once in a while there's problems, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, after a day one patch, Xbox One users will be able to enjoy the game as it was intended to be enjoyed. Uh, and if you're an Xbox One user, you're more than familiar with day one patches. So you shouldn't have any <laughs> issues. Sit there for like three hours waiting for the Jesus Christ. While the PlayStation guys have already beaten it. Um, this news comes shortly after finding out you will be able to transfer your save files not only from PS3 to PS4 or Xbox 360 to Xbox One, but cross-platform as well. Um, it's still not possible to transfer saves to or from the PC, um, but I don't think PC players mind much. Um, if you're playing Diablo 3 on the PC, you don't really give a fuck about the consoles. Um <laughs> Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition is due uh, to launch on August 19th on the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Um, wait a minute. I think it's already... Yeah. The Ultimate Evil Edition includes the original game as well as the Reaper of Souls expansion pack. That's it. There's nothing special about it. So if you... if you if you Let's say you're on the PC and you have the game and the, uh, and the expansion, that, that you're not missing anything. Because there was some, there was some confusion, or it came with extra shit. It really doesn't. It's just they wrapped them together. That's it. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's good that they got to clear that up. Because I mean it's it sucks for Xbox One players. Like, like well, we fucking you always get short the short end of the fucking stick. And, and this is the shit. As to, this is like this is the bullshit that that gives the Xbox One such a bad rap. It's like 900p. The fuck? That's just somebody made up that shit. It's slightly better than the seven. It's slightly better than 720, but not quite 1080. Yeah, <laughs> they should just went like, well, it's actually 1001. It's uh, we we couldn't quite get the 1080, but fuck <laughs> came up with that. Oh hey, uh, I I read this the other day. I didn't know if you knew. It. You know how uh people have been doing the Destiny beta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your shit won't transfer over to the new game if you buy it. That's common. A lot of betas do that. Yeah, but it uh, sucks. It sucks yeah. when it's a big title because cause they didn't tell them right off. I don't think they told them no, right off the bat. And that's bullshit. Yeah. If it's not going to transfer, you need to fucking tell people because a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to get a leg up. And they'll invest a lot of fucking time. Yeah. And and betas are, you know, a lot of people forget, betas are you're helping the developer. Right. So fucking be respectful and tell them you're not going to transfer your shit over. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't involve myself in fucking console beta, console betas. <laughs> <laughs> console betas. Just play it when it comes out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's console betas. Like that's this disdain in your voice. Because <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand the beta thing for consoles. Like to me, and maybe this is an old school way of thinking, but to me, when I when there's a console game, it should just work. You know, and I'm happy that you can patch games now and shit, but I shouldn't have to be like, oh, well, I'm going to get into the beta and everyone's in this beta now. Why? It's a fucking console game. Get on the PC. Quit trying to be a PC. Yeah. Quit trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> PC don't give a fuck about your bullshit. <laughs> uh, of course, I run Linux, so everything's in beta half of the fucking time. So. <laughs> you didn't have a Windows phone, so everything ran in beta. Oh. You know, you know what's funny about the Windows Phone. Real quick? I kind of miss it sometimes. Like I, I, um, I still keep up with the news and how it's developing, and it's still developing slower than fuck. But it, it really, when I think back to it, it really was a solid fucking phone. It was just boring because it didn't really have, it didn't have all the weird apps and shit. But it was, it was solid. Like I, I tell people, like, oh, what do you think? What a phone? I get it. It's a good phone. Fuck it. You know, that's all I say. All right. 
Well, in comic news, ooh, uh, because it's comic book stuff. This is gonna be cool. Uh, one of the biggest problems uh, when you are a comic publisher and are trying to determine what stories will make your seventy fifth anniversary omnibus, you know people are gonna hate all of the decisions you made. So the best way to skirt the issue is to let the fans decide. And then you have the, well, you chose it defense. Uh, Marvel did just that and announced on Friday what will be in their Marvel 75th anniversary omnibus. Well, via the website, Marvel let the fans decide what should go into the thousand plus page book. Uh, I'm not a usual customer of these omnibuses, but this is the second book that I'm considering purchasing. The other one is the DC Comics omnibus of all 52 first issues. Hmm. The stories will range from uh, – the, the the range of stories will blow your fucking mind. Uh, for me, with, the, all the, with all the best storylines Marvel had during their 75 years, I know – I don't – I wouldn't know where to start. So stories will include Stanley Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four in 1961, the issue that's widely circulated as being the dawn of the Marvel Age, the original Galactus trilogy – uh, the If This Be My Destiny story arc from Amazing Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. the debut of Wolverine in Incredible Hulk 181, the debut of the all-new, all-different X-Men, Days of Future's Past, uh, Days of Future Past, sorry, uh, Elektra's Death in Daredevil 181, uh, 2002's The Ultimates number one from Mark Miller and Brian Hitch, and last year's Hawkeye number 11. Uh, quote, Marvel's 75th anniversary belongs to our fans as much as it does to our creators and everyone behind the scenes, Marvel Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonso said in a statement. We wish we could have printed every story you chose, but, of course, we had. Uh, if we had, the book would be unmovable. So we poured over our top 75 and selected to print the best, brightest, and most iconic stories, assembling the Avengers, the coming of Galactus, the death of Captain Marvel, days of future past and more to make this omnibus your one-stop shop for 75 years of marvel history so really quickly i'm going to go down the list of uh some of the uh some of the comics that are going to be in here you got the death of spider-man next uh next wave hate uh agents of hate uh you're going to have uh daredevil the man without fear issue one uh avengers number four 1963 that's of course the avengers with their first appearance of captain america uh you're gonna have the clone saga Mm. uh punisher welcome back frank uh the new mutants by chris claremont you're gonna have uh, marvel comics number one uh iron man the armor wars uh as you go down world war hulk wolverine by chris claremont and frank miller that's a good one um you're gonna have uh the first few, a lot of people are fucking panning for a movie for that World War Hulk, man. Oh, I know. I know a lot of people are doing that. You got uh, uh, the first issue of Thor, God of Thunder, one of the newer ones. Uh, Deadpool Kills. Um, let's see. Hawkeye by Matt Fraction. Giant Size X-Men number one. That's that's a classic there. Avengers the Korvac Saga. Astonishing mm-hmm. X-Men by Joss Whedon. Oh, there. shit. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimates number one, Planet Hulk. You've got, mm. uh, let's see, Avengers, the Kree Scroll, uh, Scroll War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. by Strianko. That's a classic one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, um, we go further down. Uh, we've got uh, Iron Man Extremis, my favorite, Spider-Man Blue. 
Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. I know. That's a fucking classic. That dude. is a great, great miniseries. That's always on the top five list. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, it's so fucking good. Uh, Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, which is supposedly, um, I think, the premise for the new Venom movie. Uh, House of M is in there, Death of Captain Marvel. Uh, you've got the, the Galactus Trilogy, X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills, Secret Invasion, uh, Mar- uh, Avengers Under Siege, The Kid Who Collected Spider-Man. That's a classic one there. Hulk, number one, 1962. Fantastic Ooh. Four, number one, 1961. Captain America Comics, number one. Avengers, 1963, number one. Secret Wars, bitch. Yeah, uh, uh, Now the top ten, and this is going from ten to one. Amazing Fantasy 15, which of course... First appearance of Spider-Man. Right. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Marvel's number one. The Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. X-Men, Days of Future Past. Uh, top five, X-Men, the Dark Phoenix Saga. Mm-hmm. Number four, Daredevil, Born Again. Great miniseries. Oh, that's such a I awesome. never read that one. Oh, so good. It's uh, Kingpin finds out uh, Daredevil's true identity. Makes him pay. Oh, oh shit. Great story, yeah. Um, Illegal fees. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spider-Man: Craven's Last Hunt. Mm-hmm. Number, That's a good one. Number two, Civil War. I was waiting for that. Yeah, and number one, Spider-Man: Death of Gwen Stacy. More blue shit. More shit to make you cry. Yeah, I was looking trend. at that because I was like, oh, "Where's fucking Civil War?" And as I got to it, I'm like, "Number two, what's number?" Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. And so you feel you actually feel bad, like yeah, number like, two. Oh, 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 okay. oh never okay. mind. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Gwen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was reading. I was like, going, "Oh, this is gonna be the shit, dude." <sighs> what what is missing? There's got to be something missing. Oh, I'm sure there's got to be something missing, but. With all this shit, Marvel's pulling. no Howard the Duck in the omnibus. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm because no Howard the Duck. Well, we've got no, a patch. no fucking no fucking adventure into fear number nineteen. You pieces of shit. <laughs> There's no Marvel team up. There's no uh, uh, what if. So so story. is this? Is, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wait really kind of surprised the Clone Saga was in there. No. Um. Oh wait, I'm, I'm an idiot. Never mind. Fucking, I think it's late. I was going to say, no Joker stories. <laughs> <laughs> this this omnibus will blow your mind. Joker is so fucking amazing. He's in the Marvel omnibus. <laughs> so is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Flash makes an appearance. Oh, Jesus. All right, moving, moving right fucking along. That that book sounds good. What's the price on it? Do they know <laughs> it's too fucking too expensive for you to afford. That's what Jesus. How <laughs> thick is, is that book? We didn't want to make that hard on into a, something limp. How fucking thick is that book? Oh, a thousand, a thousand plus pages. Like, you gotta buy a special table just to fucking hold it. I know. Uh, <laughs> when you go look at that, oh yeah. So you look. What kind of coffee table are you looking for? Something to hold this. <laughs> so do like a book like that. You have to buy one of those special like the altars they buy for the Bibles. <laughs> Just with, with the with the overhang light that shines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fucking. That's it, dude. I, I'm wait. I'm waiting for the price on this. Let's see what it is. Well, a typical omnibus is at least a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, you know this is gonna be. Quite- it's gonna be more than that because they just released re-released the uh, the omnibus for Howard the Duck. Yeah. And that's the most recent omnibus, and it's a hundred bucks, and that's nowhere near the size of this. It should be. Right. <laughs> but you know. Um. Anyway. A former employee for yeah, Marvel. Scroll. <laughs> like, only use it in the scroll. 
<laughs> Hear ye an announcement from the king. In the original Latin. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> These are ancient stories, bitch. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, in a thousand years' time, these really will be ancient myths. I, I guarantee you there'll be religions that think these people were fucking real. Oh, remember Just Galaxy saying. Quest? Yep. <laughs> the archives. And they'll have the technology, so they'll make them real. Exactly. Oh, shit. All right, never mind. Howard the Duck! <laughs> I don't want to go there. Um, a former employee for Marvel Entertainment is claiming the company owes him some unpaid wages while he was wrongfully classified as an intern during his employment. Um, the rap got a hold of some documents claiming a Kenneth Jackson, this is like a fake name, <laughs> is stating he was wrongfully classified as an intern between August and December of 2008 and would like minimum wage back pay. Um, go for some, at least 10 an hour, Jesus. Go for a um, pay, dude. <laughs> right? I need fucking CEO paid, bitch. Bonuses too. 86000 a year. You only work four months. Divide it! <laughs> then divide it by four. Round up, motherfucker. <laughs> Jackson has filed a class action lawsuit for his alleged unpaid wages with the Supreme Court of the state of New York. Uh, the lawsuit officially states he is seeking to, quote, recover unpaid minimum wages owed, end quote. The documents the, documents the rap has claimed, uh, claim it, oh, Jesus Christ. The documents the rap uh, have claim it ha it wasn't just him with an excess of a hundred individuals not being paid out during the same period. Oh, I'm sure if they if they did that with one person, you know. Yeah, of course. The, everyone comes out of the woodworks all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, the lawsuit states that quote during his employment with Marvel, the named plaintiff worked for approxim from approximately nine a.m. to five p.m. five days a week. That's so abnormal. Um, <laughs> of course, if Jackson was supposed to be paid and wasn't then he, he should definitely, you know, be paid. Um, however, doesn't it seem strange to anyone other than myself that he's now filing this lawsuit six years after the fact? Yeah, um, because, I mean, he worked, what, four months? Opposed yeah. Like September to, what, December? Last time I checked, I get paid for shit while I'm working. Right. So, what I don't it, know. Oh, the check did... See, the way our bank account works is... <laughs> see, what had, what had happened was... <laughs> I'm sure Marvel's lawyers would love to point that fact out in court. Although I, I could see Marvel, or Disney to be specific, just settling out of court to keep the bad press down. Yeah. Uh, whenever, whether the guy's correct or not. Um, I think yeah. this is BS. I think it's BS just because um, now that Disney owns, you start to, you right. always see the shit. Yeah. Like once a company, and Marvel was pretty big, but now it wasn't Disney big. So now that, like, oh, we've got deep pockets, it doesn't mean Disney's going to be paying that money out. Right. Fucking idiots. Mar you're still dealing Disney's with Disney's going to look at Marvel and go, fuck you, that was your problem. <laughs> so stupid. They're not going to the worst thing that can happen is settle out of court. They're not going to go to court for this. Yeah. It's stupid. It's unless, it, unless it is 100 people suing them. Right. Uh, all right. Moving on into tech news. Uh, if you're a creature of habit, you may want to change things up when it comes to your technology. Many people, many times, people stick to a product foregoing any upgrades simply due to the fact that they like what they already have. Technology moves at a rapid pace, and Microsoft is finally understanding that supporting older versions of their products is no longer a good idea. Uh, Microsoft announced on Thursday that they will no longer support older versions of their Internet Ex uh, Explorer starting January 12, 2016. So you have two years, people. Um, or a year and a half. 
Yeah, year and a half. Uh, and and why is this even a thing? Well, it seems that a large number of people, uh, a large number of IE users are still using IE eight or older. Microsoft has always been one of those developers that supports older versions, despite the fact that their lack of performances as websites and the internet advances in technology. After January 12th, Microsoft will still offer support to the following operating systems and browsers. Windows Vista S, um, second, SP2 <laughs> and internet, internet Explorer 9. Windows Server 2008, Jesus. Um, SP2, Internet Explorer 9. Uh, Windows 7, SP1, and Internet Explorer 11. Windows Server 2008, SP1, and Internet Explorer 11. Why does SP2 have Internet Explorer 9 and SP1, oh, R2? That's why. 2008, R2, SP1, and Internet Explorer 11. Uh, Windows 8.1 and Internet Explorer 11. Windows Server 2012, Internet Explorer 12, 10. Sorry. And Windows Server 12, R2, and uh, Internet Explorer 11. On a personal note, if you're still using Internet Explorer as your internet browser, you're doing the whole internet thing completely wrong. No matter the version. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Users will have 12 to 16 months to migrate over to their latest uh, IE iteration. Quote, for example, customers using Internet Explorer 8 and Internet Explorer 9 or Internet Explorer 10 on on Windows 7 SP1 should migrate to Internet Explorer 11 to continue receiving security updates and technical support, Microsoft said. Why Microsoft's why Microsoft still does clean versions of the browsers instead of following the mold of Google or Mozilla of instantly updating the browser is beyond me. Although it is rumored the to be the basis for Windows 9 whenever that is released. However, to uh, stay on top of security and support, it's always a good idea to update your browser simply because you you like it doesn't mean that it's always going to be safe. <sighs> I don't understand why they don't do the rolling updates like, you know, hey, there's a newer version of your model. Because they, they do things the old way. <laughs> they always, they, they do things the, uh, what do they call it? Um, Ass backwards. <laughs> no, that, well, yeah, but the, uh, the old guard. They're the old guard. You know, they, they do things, they're so stuck. And even when they're like, oh, we're changing things up, they change some things up. Right. But the core mechanics in which they do things is always the fucking same. You need the new browser? Okay, download this. And then it's like, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have Internet Explorer on my computer, so I don't really care. Yeah. So that's how that works yeah i know <laughs> like, you're doing if you're still using any version of ie you're doing everything wrong yeah exactly like even look i've said it before and i'll always say it. internet explorer is good for one thing and one thing only and that's downloading firefox or chrome right that's it that's <laughs> right. the only time you should ever open it on on a windows machine you open it and immediately go <laughs> <laughs> to, to firefox.com or wherever you download chrome it's from. like that meme that says like uh the 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 look on your face when you accidentally open internet explorer <laughs> <laughs> to wait to have it load in order for you to close it again oh <laughs> uh, i will give i will give them some credit the Got 60 <laughs> the 64 bit version right. of internet explorer whatever the current version is is lickety split quick to open up but the problem with it is one thing that pisses me still internet explorer <laughs> it's still internet explorer everybody has add-ons yeah and they don't yeah. they don't even have a pop-up blocker add-on like what the fuck are you doing it's like come on dude. they say they do it doesn't do anything because i get pop-ups 
Yeah. You know, so whatever. Yeah, and, fuck, well, or fuck or you have or it's third party provided like Norton. Oh, well, we have this for Internet Explorer. You know, and then if you have Norton, you're still doing it completely wrong. <laughs> IE. Who the fuck uses IE? Yeah, no, right? the, the only people that use IE are those ones that go How do you get to the internet? I click on the internet button. <laughs> Those kind of people use IE because they don't fucking know any better. Like the internet. I need a browser for my, uh, <laughs> for my, for the internet. <laughs> internet Explorer, that's your browser. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't, I just, I don't deal with that anymore. I don't <laughs> care. Um, all right, so we've all done it. Either we have small children who want us to buy pets too. <laughs> Or you made one bad purchase somewhere down the road, like a drunk night, you know. Your friends look up your friends look drunk up your dialing ding dong ditch down right. my little pony. <laughs> Brody game. And the sequel. Oh. <laughs> your friends look up your games list on Steam and the jokes start. And the worst part of it is they have a point. Valve has decided to help you get your dignity back. The latest beta build of Steam, um, Includes one notable feature that allows users to hide games on their games list from being viewed. Under the set categories menu, you'll see a new option under filters titled hidden. I'm sure you can figure out how to make that happen from there. I actually wrote that. <laughs> Why detail that? Like, fucking, if you can't figure it out, you shouldn't be using Steam. Exactly. Um, that wasn't the only thing in the latest beta build with an updated user interface making the colors a bit nicer. Content updates won't be delayed for games set to high priority any longer. That's actually a big fucking deal. I hated that shit. And a few optimizations for in-home streaming. Um, you can, you know, if you go to lazygeeks.com, find this article, you can go uh, check the announcement out, a little link there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's something that's been being asked for for a long time. Like, because look, I have kids. So I have my Steam library has like, I think, well into 50 games. And a few of them Either are games they want, like there's like a Horses 2, I think. It's a really shitty fucking game, but my daughter loves horses, so right. she wanted it's it. For your kids, and for those yeah. who listen to this podcast, I'm doing air quotes right now. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and then, uh, but there are times like Humble Bundles, you'll buy games because there's a few games in the Humble Bundle, but then there's a few, always a, like a game or two in a Humble Bundle that fucking suck. These <laughs> horrible games. Of, uh, well, that's a, cl- that's a classic, you know, but it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's good that we don't we don't have to uh, be shamed anymore. And honestly, I'll probably never use it. I'm gonna fuck what people see. Fuck <laughs> well, everybody. It's like it's like the the uh, what is it the porn uh, porn privacy that they're gonna bring on Netflix. Like, so you can actually lock out like those suggested, you know, um, what is it those? Uh, oh, because you saw this, we recommend this. It's yeah, like, you know that drunk night. You're like, oh, dude, this movie's gonna be awesome. The fuck am I watching? Turn it off. It's like, oh, and then Netflix constantly reminds you, oh, but you watched that movie, so you might like this. No, you accidentally click on fucking the Human Centipede one day, <laughs> and now it's just constantly wanting you to watch movies that are exactly like it. It's like, for fuck the, you. For the next month, it's like, no, go away. I can't use Netflix anymore. It keeps reminding me of that night. <laughs> I'm happy to say I've never seen that fucking movie. Neither have I. I refuse to see that movie. Ugh. Call me a bitch. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's just some movies you don't need to see. Exactly. Like, I mean, you tell me the general premise of it, and I, I got it. <laughs> oh, man. I've Not seen a South Park episode of it. <laughs> Ugh. 
All right. Well, many times people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is the section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. So this week's This Bitch is Comcast. But not kind of in the way that you would expect. <laughs> it comes via Verizon. Uh, so I'm just going to read the story here. When you, have a, when you have companies that are trying everything they do to get a deal approved, we find that many of the top making the many of the top making asinine claims that even their competitors do a double take when i say making an asinine claim we automatically know i'm talking about comcast well (laughs) it seems that comcast will say anything to get their acquisition of time warner cable to go through without a hitch even if they say stuff that you know people i don't know know is not true recently comcast made comcast made claims that lte technology is a viable competitor to traditional landline cable modems. Now I'm going to repeat that. Comcast made claims that LTE technology is a viable competitor to traditional landline cable modems. Now anyone with half a brain knows that that's not to not be true. Many people mm-hmm. that have a solid internet would rather have a solid internet connection rather than um, that need a solid internet connection would use a landline cable modem for constant speed. The comment was so out of left field that Verizon Wireless CEO, CEO Dan Mead called them out on it. Quote, they're trying to get a deal approved, right? And I understand that. Their focus is different than any than my focus right now because I don't have any big deals pending, Mead said, a reference to the fact that Comcast is looking to find ways to justify the Time Warner cable buy. LTE certainly can compete with broadband, but if you look at the physics and the engineering of it, we don't see LTE being as efficient as fiber coming out into your home. This yeah. is the head of Verizon saying that. So the, one of the biggest companies to use LTE. LTE right. LTE technology is about as fast as the city bus in um, a minute or two ahead a schedule. All I... All, you have to do is look at the response time on your 4G LTE smartphone to understand the statement is woefully untrue. It is slower than than it is slower and less consistent than traditional cable modems. Not to mention that the data caps on um, on attached of are attached on their use. "Quote: We know both sides of that pretty well," he continued. So that may be a little bit of a stretch, and the economics are v- much different. While the merger of Time Warner. Uh, cable and comcast would be the biggest monopoly in recent history it brings up the question of uh, all people want to claim that are um well let me say that again it brings up the question of all these people that claim they are for saving small businesses people would rally to prevent a target or walmart from coming into their neighborhoods but don't care about two of the biggest television and internet providers merging into one giant bureaucracy we don't need to save the small businesses but we we do need to save the small business, but we need to look out for the ones that will only provide one company for internet and television services in yep. this country. Yep. I mean, nobody's noticing what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you don't see people getting it. Like they don't understand. It's like, if you have time Warner, it's going to become Comcast and they're going to think like, Oh, it's going to suck a company going with another sucky company. The thing is, is that you're not going to have an option. It's going to be that, or you're going to try Verizon and they're going to be like, yeah, well, we don't have lines in your area. Yeah. Like, you're, that's it. You're stuck. What are you going to get? Satellite internet? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on that. Yeah, I know. See, let me know how that works out. 
but uh, people only get satellite internet when they have no other choice. Exactly. Uh, but I just thought it was hilarious that the CEO of Verizon is going, um, yeah, it's not quite there yet. It's like, I appreciate the nod, but uh, you're kind of an asshole. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's just funny how he says, we don't see LTE, excuse me, LTE being as efficient as fiber coming into your home. I just thought that was like, wow. Well, it's 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 a call a spade a spade. I mean, don't sensationalize something to the point of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you say something and the person you're actually, you know, praising is going, wait, what? Did you just say that? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you call it the Spanish line. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you'd like to recommend a This Bitch for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or mention it to us on Twitter at thelazygeeks using the hashtag thisbitch. You can even email it to us on the website at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, really quick, we have uh, run a little over today, so we actually only have one comment uh, that uh, for this week, and that's from Cindy, who's... Uh, giving a comment to a story that I wrote about James Gunn expressing his heartfelt thanks to the cast and crew and the fans that made the guardians of the galaxy such a, had such a huge weekend. Uh, she said, she quoted an amazing man. It makes sense that he made such an amazing movie. And, oh. and uh, yeah, so, um, I, and I thought that, that, uh, that note that he put out there for everyone to read was actually really cool. Because, you know, he could have been yeah. like, yeah, that's right, you liked it, you know. But he's like, no, dude, I'm glad you guys went and saw it. Of course yeah. you fucking liked it. Like, yeah. that kind of attitude. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. You know, that, uh, just that, that dick attitude, you know. All right. A Michael Bay attitude. <laughs> yeah, a Michael let's, Bay. Let's, 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 you know, speaking of calling a spade a spade. <laughs> I was waiting for that one, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Michael Bay. He knows who he is. <laughs> you know who you are, asshole. <laughs> was it, uh, was it, it's the, my favorite line is, well, I'm not going to you know, call that person out, but Michael Bay knows who he is. <laughs> it's like when uh, when Megan Fox got in trouble for calling him calling him Hitler. Oh yeah. My my main question was, does no one think that that might be accurate? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, that pretty much is what I kind of thought. <laughs> She's never lied to anybody. She has a problem not knowing when to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show, iTunes, the website, or Libsyn. We're even on Stitcher now. So let us know how we're doing, and we'll see if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Uh, we Probably are... full of shit. <laughs> we also have a bunch of social media, too. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, your toaster. Uh, uh, we So go to the website, lazygeeks.com, and you get links to all our ver various social media havens. Toast, uh, toast, toast, to toast, toast, toast. Exactly. Uh, when you look into your toaster, you see us looking back at you. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so what, what do we see when we look into a toaster? Ourselves. That's how good we are. <laughs> so we have the only toaster that makes sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else does, too. I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. Right. All right, that's it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. And I'm Adam Riley. So until next time, peace out. <laughs> Uh-huh.
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.